You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Today we are gonna talk about just, I really wanna start focusing on diet mentality, crushing the diet mentality, because there's one thing that I've learned over, especially the past year or so, I've really started to talk to a lot of experts, I've been interviewing a lot of people that have been in the industry for a while, whether they're personal trainers, fitness competitors, even talking to other, you know, nutritionists, dietitianists, and also talking to, you know, even psychiatrists to really get behind, you know, this whole, the whole diet thing and what helped them with their clients. And the one thing that I found is that overall there was this common theme and that was the mentality that goes behind dieting. So today we're just going to talk about two. I'm just going to name two of the things to just kind of show you how like diets, they train us to think a certain way. And if there's one thing that I have discovered is that almost, not almost, all of your progress, like temporary progress, you can get easily, but all of your long-term progress, like that helps you break through plateaus and actually get results that you keep forever is on the other side of that diet mindset. So breaking through that, that shift in the diet mentality mindset is really where your progress lies. So it helps to kind of dig in there first, because once you get through that, the rest comes. So many people don't understand how that is getting in the way. So for those of you guys who are just joining, if you don't know me, my name is Kiki. I am the co-founder of Eat More to Weigh Less. I'm a strength coach. I'm a personal trainer. I'm also a trainer's trainer, which means just that. I train other personal trainers to have, you know, the best possible results with their clients and help them to also break through the diet mentality and have long-term sustainable results. So quickly, two things that kind of show you that they're, they're common sense things. So you're going to be like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Why diets are training you to think differently. Number one, in the search for the perfect, you know, diet often. Now this goes back to a scope that I did maybe a week ago, so you could probably find it in my most recent, where we're talking about diet mistakes that fit people make and how you know we avoid certain foods or we remove certain foods from our diet only to find out that we either binge on them later or we eat 10 times more of another food or something like that. So that's the first thing that I would say to focus on because I'm gonna give one tip on food and one on exercise. So the common sense tip with food is that if avoiding a certain food makes you actually eat three to five times more of a totally different food and then or ultimately end up eating that food anyways or both then it's probably not best to avoid that food even though that's something that seems like you know you may be hearing everyone talking about how they avoided this food and i removed this from my diet and i got these great results but if you cannot sustain that long term that's not gonna help you. So it may get the weight off temporarily or it may reduce your bloat temporarily or make you lose water weight temporarily, but either you're going to gain it back as soon as you go back to eating normal or 
like I said, you may end up avoiding it only to binge on it later. So that's something that we have, we have been trained to not listen to that part of our body, to not listen to our cravings, to avoid things that we really, really want to eat. But if like, say you are craving chocolate or brownie all day long. And so you're thinking about it early on and you're like, I really want a brownie, but I'm going to eat this apple instead. And then later on you're like, okay, I really want a brownie. You know what? I'm just going to eat this, you know, beef jerky or this chicken breast instead. I really want, you know, the brownie and you just, and you keep eating other things to avoid eating the brownie. And sometimes the things that you're eating aren't even really that healthy or good <laughs> to you. <laughs> and you're eating those. So you may end up eating, you know, three, five times more than you would have trying to squash that craving. So you're eating this and you're eating that and you're eating that. And then at the end of the day, there's a brownie and what do you do? <laughs> you want to eat it. So if you end up eating the brownie and you ate all the other stuff, then not only did you eat extra calories, but you also ate the food anyway. So you don't want to go through where you're you're denying yourself something only to eat twice as much of it later. And maybe when you finally do eat the brownie, you eat 12 of them, you know, or you eat three when maybe one would have done earlier. So that's the first common sense thing that I would say that a lot of us miss. Another one would be the same when it comes to exercise. In our pursuit for finding the perfect exercise, the perfect, you know, like what type of cardio should I do? Should I do hit or should I run? Or, you know, I'll run a half marathon or I'll do a, you know, and they start tossing around all these ideas and you're doing research and it's like, okay, hit is better. But when I, you know, run, I burn more calories. And so you're comparing things in that way. And in this search for this perfect workout or perfect cardio, you may not notice that when you do a certain type of workout, maybe it makes you sit around more. So you actually reduced your overall movement. So maybe you're a person that's fairly active during the day. Say that you have a job where you sit all day long and then at the end of the day, you say, you know what, I'm gonna go for a run because I really need to burn off with these calories. You go for like a 90 minute run and then you plop on the couch. Well, that is not the same as if you had to come home, maybe done a 30 minute workout and then played around with the kids and then went for a walk after dinner with your husband, like things like that. Those calories and that burn from what you're doing naturally, moving around all the time is actually gonna add up more than what that 90 minute workout was. The same thing goes for if you're the type of person that maybe you're doing the extreme hit and metabolic boot camp circuits and things like that because you're hearing that those are all the rage. So you just wanna do like those quick like 15, 20 minute workouts, maybe like the body rock type workouts and all those. And maybe you're doing these quick 20 minute super intense workouts and then you're not moving the rest of the day. Well, then you may have actually done better had you done a longer workout that was maybe less intense. So those are the things to consider is that if your movement is truncated and then it causes all the rest of your movement throughout the day to be less as well, then you're not really making a dent in the amount of activity that you're trying to put forth. So it really takes looking at the whole picture. How is that one action affecting you overall? If it's affecting you in a negative way, even if it's great scientifically or everyone else is getting great results from it, then you may want to consider the fact that it may not be great for you because of how it's affecting you overall. If a certain diet or removing something from your food causes you to be 
irritable and cranky and attack your kids and yell at your husband and all you can do is think about food all day long and when you finally do eat you know like you avoid 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 and then binge avoid 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 and then binge and it's totally just screwing up your whole quality of life that is something that you have to take into consideration and you have to allow yourself to take on the common sense approach and say you know what that thing is not working for me it doesn't matter how great everyone else is promoting it and how much everyone else is saying like that it's the best thing ever it is not the best thing ever for you so i really encourage you guys to take a more common sense approach think about how things are affecting your overall changes think about how they're affecting your mood think about how they're affecting your movement if a workout makes you so sore that you can't work out for another three to four days, then maybe that's not the workout for you. Maybe you need to take it slow until your body adapts to that workout and then you can add in more intense exercises. So I hope that makes sense. Sometimes it just we, we throw all caution to the wind and we throw all common sense to the wind because we want to do what everybody else is doing or we want to do what the study says is the best thing ever. But if that's not working for you, then it's not working for you. Whether it's a way of eating, whether it's the amount of times a day you're eating, whether it's, you know, do I fast or do I do fasted cardio or do I remove carbs or do I, you know, let go of bread or do I, you know, stay off dairy and all these things that people are doing that are sometimes so extreme that they can't do for more than three to four weeks, common sense will tell you. <laughs> If you allow it to, that if you can't do it for more than three to four weeks, how long do you expect those results to stay? So like I give the example to clients sometimes of, you know, you can, if there's a leak in your boat and you put a sock in it, I mean, eventually it's still going to leak. That water is going to seep through and it's still going to drown you. If you, you know, whatever, put a bandaid on a gunshot, well, eventually it's going to bleed out. If your hair is blonde you know but it was originally black and you dyed it your roots are going to show eventually if you're putting a temporary solution on something then understand that it's only going to last temporarily so if you do something that you can only keep up for three weeks four weeks you're doing some kind of temporary solution to it then expect and understand that the results are going to be temporary as well because again that's all part of the diet mentality for some reason we think we can keep throwing temporary solutions at a problem and reap long-term results that is the mentality shift that has to happen so that you start actually looking for things that are long-term that you can maintain so that you can actually get results that you can maintain so that's just another little tidbit there is that don't expect temporary results i mean temporary things to give you permanent results it just it mentally common sense wise doesn't make sense okay so let's crush the diet mentality like i said a lot of the interviews and stuff that i've done over the past year a lot of the experts that i've talked to that is what this has come back down to is the fact that until people can conquer this they're not getting and maintaining results so i don't know if a lot of you guys haven't seen some of the series i put out a series earlier in the year with some of the experts that i interview fitness competitors uh personal trainers that are kind of high up in the industry psychiatrists, dietitians, you can find those videos at em2wl.com slash expert. And one of them is actually for free. So you can just go on and just watch the first one and that well, they're all free, but you can watch that one without entering your email. If you like that one and you want the rest and just enter your email and we'll send you the links to the rest of the interviews. So it's em2wl.com slash experts. And you can find the rest of that series there of 
like I say, what most of these experts are saying is that until people get that part down, they're not getting a result. So I will talk to you guys later. Thank you everybody for joining. If there is a topic that you would like to hear more of and I haven't discussed it, you can always tweet them to me at EM2WL and pretty much on every platform is EM2WL or eat more number two, way less. All right, guys. See you later. that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch so whether that's through dms or email i would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes you can dm me on facebook at em2wl or over on instagram at eat more number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Way Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmore.